0: plushcare.com slash weight loss
1: good to see you Dick um, I suppose first of all uh, you're where you want to be at the moment in regards to the first team and we we'll talk about the club as a whole later but you know the first team are unbeaten only 18 matches Dick um, you know four points clear at the top it doesn't uh, get much better Like it obviously puts a smile on your face to see where you are at the moment
2: yeah it's probably going better than we thought to be honest um like I suppose when when Colin came in as interim manager there at the end of twenty twenty look that was a a situation where we were trying to save ourselves in the division and then you know last year obviously was a difficult one with the you know we still weren't fully out of the covid situation but we did put a a, a two year plan together with Colin to you know start bleeding in some of the younger players and try and get in as much experience as he could um unfortunately look we missed out on the playoffs and you know but I think towards the end of the season the fans kind of. Saw the the work that Colin was doing behind the scenes and how it was being portrayed on the pitch and the style of football that we were trying to play and you know bring together a core group of Cork lads with experience brought in from the outside um and then yeah we we backed Colin then in the in the winter last year brought in some some great experience Ali Gilchrist Kevin O'Connor to name a few and um, yeah the the younger lads then have pushed on a bit like you know you see Keane Murphy there like he's scoring regularly as well and then uh, the like the and Barry tripping in with goals um and yeah it's a, it's great Trevor I, I, I wouldn't yeah. I suppose we, we set the expectation with Colin that we would be challenging for promotion and be up yeah. in the in the top 2 but to be you know four points clear now uh, at the time of speaking and um you know I suppose by the time uh, this airs maybe Galway would have paired that back to a point at their game against Cove. but look we'll um, yeah. we'll take we'll take it uh, the way it is and uh, you know we've been challenging regularly at the top of the table all season the, the crowds have been fantastic as well. We've got great support from the Cork public and um, overall very positive all-round. So, yeah, can't say we can expect any more, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: You just touched on a goal game there, which we'll talk about shortly. And obviously, you know, that, that game is really going to cast imagination. It should be a great crowd at turn Cross. But before that, you've as a kind of a yeah. friendly on Saturday. That's important, obviously, as well. Like, like when we spoke to, the, to, um, to Colin previously about when, when City had a break... They yeah. Kind of fell
2: flat in the next few games, they dropped a few points, so it's good that, yeah, know, keep I think the lads fresh. Yeah, I think there's uh, there's there's better s- statistics, uh, men than me who have uh, shown that you know teams that have come off that bye week, um, you know, don't really have a, a strong likelihood of picking up a positive result, and it has impacted us as well, I think, if you look mm. at all the weeks where that's happened. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's good now that we have a, a friendly against top opposition, um, Stoker and Cork, I believe they're, they're down in four, so um. Yeah, and we've a uh, relationship built up with them as well through the loan of uh, Karen Coates, who's now gone back to Stoke. So he'll probably feature for Stoke yeah, in that game yeah. as well. So an interesting one. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, Saturday evening, 5 o'clock, hopefully does a good crowd as well. um, And um, a great game as well for Colin to get guys back as well from injury. You know, Dylan McGlade, Ali Gilchrist, Matt Lee, they're all still trying to get minutes back now after a period of time out of the team. So it's great from that aspect as well. Like, he can, um, you know, get them 90 minutes, uh, hopefully, or close enough to it and, all all systems go then for the big one against Galway the week after.
1: Yeah, I, I'll be talking to City fans, like, even after the last match and all the talk is the Galway game, uh, up for obvious reasons, it's first against second. Yeah. And, like, a big chance, you know, probably to, to pull clear. Um, You know, they played play each other twice, one, one game each, one win week one win each. But this is a real six-pointer, in the deck in terms of, you know, if you could beat them, it'll, Open up
2: again, yeah, yeah, it is. And I suppose, look, uh, they do have a league game this weekend, yeah. you know, they're playing Cove. And you no, know, as I said, we're there's four points in it now, and uh, you know, they'll likely bring that down to one point by the time the game against Galway comes around. And mm. you know, just the potential for it, if I suppose, you look at it first, three, second, a point in it, um, you know, winner gets to take the top spot in the, in the table. Um, you know, I don't think. Either side will be out looking for a draw, at least I yeah. hope. Not anyway, it's certainly not from our perspective. So like I guess um yeah, it'll be an exciting one. Biggest game in Turner's Cross in, in a very long time. Um, my recent memory and you know, just uh fantastic as well after the years we've had. Um, you know, it's been a challenging time for Cork City supporters, absolutely, especially with the, the games behind closed doors and now the potential of, you know, possibly five, six thousand Tickets are selling unbelievably well as well online um, so far. And the weather is, is uh, hopefully going to hold up for us as well. So like, yeah. it's all, uh, all set up for a, a huge night in Turner's Cross. Um, you know The prospect of five to 6,000 for a top of the table clash, it's, uh, it, it's an exciting one and hopefully it c- captures the imagination of the, the Cork public now when they come up and support the lads as well.
1: Yeah. I think a general deck, like, would, you, would it be fair to say that the standard in the First Division and in even the Premier mm-hmm. Division? is like improving. Do you think the League of Ireland's at a good place now, like in terms of the standard of football across the board?
2: Yeah, I think it is, and like you're even seeing um, like a lot of interest as well. And like, even look at uh, the younger players as well that are moving across the water, and mm. you know, the movement of players around the league. And like Kyle Heffernan signed permanently for AC Milan there only two weeks ago. Like so, no. I think the the standards improving massively, Trev. But like, I suppose we we still need support from the FAI and and governments and things like academy structures and. You know, with the new rules around the 18-year-olds moving to the UK, I think the time is now to pounce and keep these players in Ireland and uh, progress them even further with the right facilities and the right uh, levels of coaches. We, um, you know, we do our best here with the coaching that we have. Liam Kearney's our full-time head of academy and he's doing his best to uh, develop players, but he can only deal with the cards that he's dealt and the, the facilities is a huge challenge for him regularly. And, um, you know, but the, the more investment that we get at a, a national level and not just in Cork, I think across Munster and all over the country I think will definitely help us even push on even further so I think yeah the advent of those underage leagues in the League of Ireland has certainly helped with the, mm. the quality aspect Like look at our top players in, in the team like you'd list off Keane Murphy Keane Barry, you know mm. uh, David Harrington like there you go all products of our academy like and they're mm. you know hopefully soon to be Premier Division League of Ireland players as well next season and that's a great sign of you no, know, being able to keep young players in Cork and, and give them a, a footballing career and that's that's what we're trying to do here. Like so mm. it's all going well, but I think there's still a bit more that can be done.
1: Yeah.
0: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company. They offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question?
1: Definitely yeah uh, and just uh, in terms of you know financially getting behind the club as well you know you've backed the club in that respect with Lewis Britton coming in kind of a uh, proven goal scorer and that's good news as well Barry Coffee.
2: Yeah brilliant all round yeah, He had Lewis Britton one kind of caught people by surprise we kept that one under wraps and was a, a pretty yeah. tight one obviously his, his contract um, finished um, uh, with his parent club and uh, his loan spell finished at Waterford and yeah, very interesting one. Like you don't really see that too often. A player moving from um you know, Waterford or third on the table and he's a top striker for them, like and he's proven goal scorer, like and uh you know, to sign him up and get him on the books and add to the firepower we have now with Murphy and Rory Keaton, like I think he'll set us up well for the rest of the season. And Barry Coffey as well, you know, he's uh, high of, high up in our own scoring charts as well. Yeah. Good for a goal as well and uh you know he's very popular amongst the City fan base. Um Great great player last year for us as well. From the summer on he's probably one of the main reasons that we were able to push on a bit and, you know, bring a bit of excitement in the off season. And when we re signed him for this year on loan again from Celtic, um, you know, he was part of the Part of the the reason we're we're up at the top of the table and great to keep them again for the for the run into the season. So I think we're in a very strong place, Trev as I said the lads coming back from injury now as well will be will be great. Um mm-hmm. Ali Gilchrist and um Dylan McGlade came back as well. So hopefully as I said they get some minutes in on Saturday and we're uh at a full panel. It's yeah. a rare thing in football. I know yeah. you're always gonna have a few out with injuries, but um yeah, it's great to have everyone back. Like I think, yeah, we've been uh yeah, waiting now to yeah. to be in a strong position as possible and yeah we've made some good additions in the in the window as well
1: yeah because if you talk to Colin you're saying like that the squad is a strong in a long term like it's a really strong squad there and obviously deck it's like usually a part of a city to go up this year not for just you know for Cork City itself and their fans but it's, it's a big club as everyone knows and I think the Premier Division misses Cork City like and there's no one from Munster
2: in the in the top flight, like yeah, yeah. I only think it's where we belong, Trev. To be honest, yeah. I think everyone at the club knows this, and it's been driven from you know even the office staff up to board level and everyone in between. Like and Colin drives that message regularly as well in the dressing room, and it's a it's a common message that we're pushing. Like is that we belong in the Premier Division, mm. and I think it's translated to the performances we've seen on and off the pitch this year. And um, you know we've been able to attract great commercial partners as well, um, and um, you know I think we can only push that on further if we're in the Premier Division. Like, I think it's a sad reality, like, except for yourselves in, in local radio and local coverage from, like, yourselves, the Echo and, and Red FM, like, the, um, you know, the, the national coverage just isn't there for the First Division. Um, Like, I listen to RT radio there uh, regularly enough in 2FM and you only ever get the Premier Division scores. RT news on a Friday night or Saturday night, they very rarely even touch on the First Division. You're lucky to get the fixtures. So mm. it's just... It's unfortunate. The last thing we want is to be down here, dwindling away and being forgotten about as a a League of Ireland powerhouse, really, because that's what we are. Like a, any any team that can attract four, five, six thousand into their grounds on a Friday night is a is a powerhouse in this league, and we're certainly one of those. And we want to be back where we belong and and mm-hmm. pushing um and and progressing, not trying to you know get too ahead of ourselves. But you know, once we do get back up into Premier Division, it's going to be a difficult difficult fight up there as well. But. But hopefully that time comes soon, and you know then we'll take things realistically and plan prudently and and try and make it as uh, as best a run as we possibly can if we do get back in the short term future. So mm. that's the that's the goal. But um, yeah, we'll take it one step at a time, now, Trevor. But we do have um ambitions to get back as as soon as possible, and the Cork people deserve that as well.
1: Yeah, and usually uh, have more on the first team, of course, there's, there's more going on at Coxley Football Club. Oh, yeah, There's a yeah. lot going on, isn't there? There's a lot yeah. of teams
2: now in, in Coxley. Yeah, Danny Murphy came in as well as uh, women's team manager a couple of weeks back. He's, you know, he's already, jeez, you know Danny, like he's pestering us every week with different improvements he wants to make. And, you know, it's, it's brilliant to have uh, those types of conversations. Um as well with Danny, and he's, he's so passionate and energetic about the club overall, and I um, think people can see, even with the recent performances of the women's team, like they haven't maybe picked up the, the results they've wanted, but, um, you know, the uh, the performances and the structure and organisation that he's been able to give them now since he's come in, and, you know, he does have plans as well for next season already, which is, um, you know, great to be even having those conversations already, um, mm. and that's, you know, he's kind of doing a similar job, I guess, to what Colin did at the end of 2020s, you know, just assessing things really and seeing who he wants to keep now for next year. He's already targeting potential players that could come in as well. Experienced uh, women's national league players and I think some of them are realistic prospects. And, you know, we'll work with Danny as, as best we can to try and get them in and help them out as much as we can. Um, and Danny has great experience in women's football anyway. like He's set up clubs from the ground up in the UK like, and we're doing a similar job here. We're, we're completely rebuilding that area of the club. Um and we've just know now as well, the kind of leading our academy teams and she's doing great jobs with the underage players. There's, every week there's more international call-ups on the on the girls side as well, which is great to see and great that they're getting that recognition. So the, the supply of players is there and then if we can just, you know, similar to the men's team, just develop what's within the academy, bring in some experience then from the outside to help bring those girls on because the, the jump from academy to senior level is, is tough when you're dealing with the like so P Mounts mm-hmm. and Shells and Wexford who have uh mm-hmm. you know, plenty of tenure now in the league, like so yeah, it's not easy, but Danny's up for the battle, like and we're up for supporting him as, as much as we possibly can as well, yeah. yeah. So very exciting times on, on that side.
1: Just the end deck, um like the dream is obviously like for a club like Hoxley to have their own training ground. Maybe own stadium and time is yeah. that any closer is it still kind of a pipe dream how difficult it is yeah
2: look we're we're doing a lot of work in the background to just you know obviously bishopstown is um you know that's a, an ever-changing situation with the planning applications that go on here with through mccarthy developments and you know we do have a good relationship with them as well so they'll give us plenty of notice if that time ever does come that we have to leave bishopstown but we're working on some solutions if that that does come to fruition the FEI Glamour project like we we support the FEI as much as we can John Paul who's on the on the board he helps with the infrastructural projects and you know he works with the FEI whenever there is any key updates that might need to be made thankfully the planning application for it was renewed there I think last year so that project is still very much alive but we're not putting all our eggs in one basket albeit we mm-hmm. we do hope and as I said earlier when I discussed the, the kind of academy situation and facilities like it's up to the FEI with the support of government hopefully now to back this project I think and it would be a huge one for the Munster region, like to have facilities like that. I don't think there's anything like it in Munster and it's just uh you know, it's a must. And I think every province and every huge area where there's a large catchment area of uh, of potential footballers should have something like this and it would really help push us on at all levels all over the country. So fingers yeah. crossed it, it, it comes to some kind of a start in the in the near future. To say it's shovel ready is probably a step too far now at yeah. this stage. Like I think it's yeah, hopefully you no, know, it gets a bit of progress soon.
1: Yeah, the Glambier project this was would would be for other clubs as so well, wouldn't it? Like Oh absolutely,
2: yeah. yeah. Like we'd be on their own because you've so many teams. Yeah, we'd it? be the anchor tenants, but you know, certainly one thing we'd love to give back to as well or be in a position to give back is to the local school boys teams, um, you know, who've done so well at school boys level, you know, winning the Kennedy Cup there as well recently yeah. and so many more of the underage national divisions and um you know they've helped us out like we work regularly with the likes of Ring Mayfield, um, Passage. Uh, Lakewood God the list goes on like so we have great relationships with the school boys clubs and we'd love to be able to give back to them as well when the time comes but to, you know we, we try to do as much as we can at the moment with things like player visits and coaching sessions and you know we've launched the junior academy as well now so we have players participating in that from all clubs across um, across Cork as well so look we'd love to be able to give back as well when the time comes in that Um, we owe so much to the local clubs in Cork we're very grateful to them all and um, yeah hopefully it no it does kick off and it's to the benefit of everyone not just us yeah. so you like we do have a lot of teams but i don't think we'd be able to pack it with the with the hopefully you know the project when it's fully complete but um yeah definitely sure. it's no you know just to,
1: just to find one on deck um you know, Grove Moore. Is there any updates you can tell us anything about it? Because I, I know from talking to people, they would say I'm tired of it now. Like
2: people are getting tired. Of yeah, it. yeah. And do you know what? We're getting tired of ourselves, yeah. Trev. But do you know what? Like we have a responsibility as as directors of the club to you know try and uh, try and get this pushed through. The the members did vote to you know for Grove Moore to take over the club, and they do still have that option. Um I don't wanna speculate no like really what's what's possible in the short term, but we are waiting on some kind of a legally binding agreement one way or another from Grovemore and, you know, we hope to have an update for our shareholders and all Cork City fans in, in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, I don't wanna speculate right now on it. I I know people are getting kind of fed up and um, you know, tired of hearing about the the whole story, and myself not giving very clear answers with 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 an affirmative response and and clear dates. But unfortunately, it's just a difficult situation we're right? in. It's a very complex situation, but you know, uh, rest assured, we will communicate out once we do have firm news on it and uh, and a firm commitment from Grovemore one way or another. So. But we did meet with them about a month ago and it was a very positive meeting and, you know, we gave them further details that they were looking for. Um, so it looks like they're doing their due diligence and all we can do is continue to support it and um, and see where it leads us. But, you know, we're still here as a board and we're still plowing on, as you can see. We're still back in Collin. Like, we still work with all the staff day in, day out and some of the more strategic commercial partnerships and the plans for the first team and the women's team and the academy team. So we're still... Um, we're still putting everything we can into that as, as proud volunteers of Forest, So we'll continue to do that until, until our time is called. So yeah. right, uh,
1: Best of all the rest of the season. And uh, thanks for giving us a bit of time today in the headquarters here in Bishopstown. Thanks, yeah. Dave. Thanks, Appreciate Jeff. It.
2: Pleasure as always. Thank you.
1: Thanks,
0: Dave. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.